0: Welcome to Life Lessons, a ministry of Metro Believers Church, featuring Pastor Glenn Smith. We pray that you will be encouraged by today's teaching. And now, Pastor Glenn. Uh, Story, and I'm pretty excited about it. As you can see, we're going to start the story. We're going to actually be walking through the Scriptures, uh, the NIV Bible. It's a condensed version. Um, A lot of the things have been rearranged in a chronological order so that we can see the complete flow of the text and understand it better because it's not overlapping and it's not segregated. And so I think it's going to be great and helpful. Uh, The last few weeks, I laid out a vision for us for the year. Um, The word for the year is depth and clarity. Can we all say that together? One, two, three. Depth and clarity, okay? And so we were looking at this last week. Um, When it comes to depth, uh, we we want to go down deep. We want to put our roots down deep. And so do we have that tree? There we go. Um, That that, the the roots down below the tree are bigger than the actual tree. And so that's our goal during this time is to go deep and uh, really begin to see clearer as a result of, hey, if you don't have one of our outlines, slip up your hands. Because I think this is one of those blank thingies like Manuel talks about. All right? So slip up your hands and the ushers will get you one. If I seem to be talking fast today, it's because I've got a lot to get through. So um, uh, my job, like I said last time, my job as your pastor is to uh, help you understand the Scripture so that you can actually understand and grasp God's heart for your life you know God has a heart for you? God has a heart for you. He cares about you. He loves you. And so, like I said last week as well, it's been interesting to me to watch over the last almost 38 years in ministry how the decline of basic Bible knowledge has impacted most people in the church, including NBC. Um, You know, compared to when I first started in ministry almost 38 years ago, Um, In a month or two, it'll be 38 years. No, I'm sorry, the fall. Um, So uh, it's just interesting to me. People don't know the answer to just simple, basic questions. For example, let me give you a quiz, okay? Give you a little quiz here. And so if you have the answer, don't shout it out. Raise your hand, okay? If you have the answer, you ready? Little quiz, little quiz. See how much you know about the Bible. The first question is, what time of the day was Adam born? Anybody know? Anybody know? Manuel. He was Oh, okay. Yes, he was. It was it was just before Eve. <laughs> All right. All right. See what I'm saying? See see what I'm saying? All right. Here's another question. All right. So why didn't Cain why didn't Cain bring an acceptable offering to the Lord? Cuz he wasn't able. You know that. Wow. Wow. Man. That's amazing. Okay, here's the last question. You're doing all right. Not, not great, but all right. Okay. Third question is, what kind of a man was Boaz before he got married? Huh? Anybody know? He was what? He was ruthless. <laughs> Check it out. See what I'm talking about, church? It's just declined, okay? (laughs) Yeah, because of me, right? All kidding aside, uh, we have a biblical crisis that we must take seriously. And according to the Great Commission, we have a biblical mandate um, to change this. Everyone say change this. Just think about that. We, you and I, us as a church, have a biblical mandate to change this. We're just not accepting this as the norm. We're going to change this. It's going to start here with us. Okay? And then we're going to help change this with other people. Because the Bible says, with the Great Commission in Matthew 28, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all, not just a few, all that I've commanded you. So the Bible wants us to make Jesus wants us to make disciples out of people. He wants you to be a disciple. Amen? I don't care how long you've known the Lord, you, 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 you still are growing. You're, you're a disciple of Christ. You're a pupil. You're a student. You're a learner. Amen? Learner. But in order for us to do that and do it together and help change some stuff, we need your cooperation. We need, we need your help. We need you to be all in. We need you, you know, to, to sacrifice some things and be all in, be a part of this whole deal, and be willing to sacrifice time. Um, the Bible says that 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 what we don't know can actually have a damaging impact on our lives. Did you know that? What we don't know can actually have a damaging impact on our lives. There's a Bible verse that, that Vicki and I learned years ago when we first came to Christ over in Hosea chapter 4, 6. It's probably not something you read every day, but this scripture really, really sort of put us on our, our, you know, path of digging deep into the scriptures and learning and growing. Not because we were pastors, because when we were doing this, we weren't. We owned our own business, and we were just serving God just like everyone else here, you know, helping out at the church, just pouring ourselves out. We weren't pastors. We were disciples, and we were learning, and we were growing. But check this verse out. People are what? come on, let's all say it together. People are what? Destroyed for what? A lack of knowledge. See, see, here's the deal. What you don't know can hurt you. Some people say, well, you you know, what you don't know won't, can't hurt you. Yeah, it really can. It really can. You, you know, when you're ignorant, I didn't say stupid, <laughs> when you're ignorant of something you don't know about that, it can cost you. It can It can help. It can cause you to to lose out on life. Did you hear me? A Story uh, years ago, I heard of a story of a little old lady that uh, that was on her deathbed. She lived in abject poverty. She she lived in a one-room shack with dirt floors, um, and she was completely illiterate. Um, One day, um, as she was you know starting to pass away, her pastor came by to visit her. And uh, as they were talking, he noticed, noticed something on the wall above her bed. And uh, so he inquired about that. And she, she said, you know, I, I don't know what that is. I, I, I got it in the mail um, back a few days or weeks after my boss passed away. And I, I have no clue what it is. So I just decided to, to hang it on the wall in memory of that nice man. Upon further review, the lady, uh, or the pastor, took it off the wall and began to look over the document that she had, you know, had framed and put up on the wall. It was, it was her, the, the boss's last will and testament. And um, he had left everything to her. He had no children. He'd never married. And uh, he, had, he left his entire estate to her. She was a multi, multi-millionaire living in a shack with dirt floors, fading away into nothingness with barely enough to put food in her belly, all because of a lack of knowledge. I think the same can be true to us. The same thing can be true for us. When we don't know something, it can cost us, and God wants to teach us some things that we don't know. I don't know about you, but I don't know it all. Did you hear me? I don't know it all. How about you? Let me see the hands of those who don't know it all. Now, when I about three years into ministry, I thought I did know it all. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just had it figured out. I, was, I knew it all. Come on. I mean, ask me a question, and I'll tell you where you're wrong, you know, that kind of a thing. But I found out that, you know, the, the longer I've been in the Lord, the more, the more older I am, the more I know I don't know, you know? And so I don't want you to be like that as your pastor. I want you to know and understand the things of God. I want them to be more important to you than, than Facebook and social media, Snapchat, Vine, all these different things out there, Instagram, okay? I want, want all, that, all that to be uh, just, you know, nothing compared to knowing Christ, amen? Other relationships, foolish things that you're involved with. She was losing out because of a lack of knowledge. and I, You know, the Bible says that we are heirs of God. <laughs> Did you know that? Check this verse out in Romans 8. I don't think it's in your notes. Romans 8, 16 says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Did you know that you're a child of God today? Did you hear me? You're a child of God. And it goes on to say, with, You're a child of God, children of God, and if children, then what? Then heirs. And then what? Heirs of God and fellow what? Heirs with Christ. That's who you are. You're a child of God. You're an heir of God. Amen? So we don't want you to be destroyed of a lack of knowledge. All right, last week I asked you to commit to four different areas as we get into the story. Four different areas that we've asked everyone to commit to as we go through this over the next year. 31 weeks we'll be going through this. The first one is personal that you would agree to simply read that chapter before you come to church that week. So um, you'll be reading chapter one the week before we start, okay, if you haven't already. Um, Second, second is home life, okay? So you have your personal thing, you're reading yourself, then you have your home life. And this is where whoever's in your home, you get together and read it, talk about it, go through some of the questions and discussion around the table and... uh, walk it through and process it and learn some things together with the kids and, you know, your teen's family and so on and so forth. And and as you do that, I want you to take a selfie like this, a selfie that's me and our, my family, okay, my wife and uh, my son and daughter, okay, all studying the story. And so, and so, I post that on our Facebook page like, if you go to our Facebook page, Metro Believers Church, you'll see that's posted, okay? It's really easy to do. Um, post that, your picture, and every month we're going to have a drawing and of all those that posted, and we're going to give a gift card away for dinner out on us, okay? And at the very end of the campaign, we're going to have a special drawing and actually uh, give a gift to uh, the Kalahari whoo, um, Resort for a weekend for your family, Okay? We're going to have some fun with this. The third part is community, okay? The community life. Join join a story group and discuss what you're learning. There's going to be several small groups. If you want to help lead one, you can do that. We'll equip you. We'll give you the resources, the materials. There's a DVD series. You plug and play, okay? So it's not, you don't have to teach anything. You just facilitate, all right? Open your home so people can come and you guys can grow together. And fourth, just um, this, this whole worship piece. Either you're here sitting right where you're at like right now, or you're watching via live stream. Uh, if you can't come and you're out of town or something's going on and you're, you know, you're sick or something like that, you can join on that Sunday morning with us. We want to do this together. Everyone will literally be on the same page. The kids, the small kids, the medium-sized kids, <laughs> the larger kids, and then the teens, okay? And then, of course, us, big folk. Um, and so we'll all be on the same page. We all have different copies and versions of it to help us learn and understand in our age group. So here's the deal. We believe if you will engage these four areas with us, that um, by the end of the year, um, you'll see clearer and you'll be deeper in the things of God. That's our vision for this year clearer and deeper, deeper and clear, right? So we want to see deep. And we, depth, and we want to see clarity, okay? So today, I want to, I you know, like to invite you to commit yourself. There's the commitment cards here. Um, if you don't have one, you weren't here last week or you're upstairs, raise up your hand and our ushers will get you one. Um, there's a commitment card for the 31-week journey. Um, there's Half of it is for you to keep and half of it is for you to, to put in the offering box back there so we can have a record of who's with us. And so we want to be able to send out things to you throughout the week, um, encouragements, um, articles, you know, challenges during the week, not just on Sunday. And so if we know you're riding this journey with us, we can have your email address and we can send you some stuff, okay? And so I think the commitment card's here. There you go. It's up on the screen. So by checking that box, you're basically saying I'm all in and I'm going to do this with my church family. So please drop that off on your way out of church today. Um, Let let me also say this, that as I mentioned last week, 80% of all Americans have on their bucket list to read through the Bible from Genesis through Revelation in their lifetime. It's amazing. I read this this statistic and it blew me away. Even non-believers have that on their bucket list. And so we have put together an invite card. Um, You should have them in your packet, there's tons of them back there, for you to invite your friends and your loved ones, your co-workers and so on and so forth. Take as many as you want and invite as many as you want. You have two weeks before we start, so you've got plenty of time to start talking it up and creating a buzz wherever you're at to invite people to be a part of this whole thing. All right, now I can start my message. (laughs) Let me tell you a story. In 1981... Uh, Vicki and I um, began the process of planting our first church. We, as they say, loaded up the truck and moved to Beverly. (laughs) Kind of like the Beverly Hillbillies, you know. And so we, you know, we lived in lower Michigan in the Detroit metropolitan area. And so we, you know, took all of the stuff that we didn't need and sold it or gave it away, gave a lot of stuff away, and loaded up a truck and uh, moved to the Upper Peninsula um, sounds romantic, I know, it's the, but it's the UP, the uttermost parts, okay, <laughs> according to Scripture. And so, um, this is the bridge you have to cross, the other one, go back, I'm sorry, this is the bridge you have to, to cross, okay, that's the Mackinac Bridge, as many of you say, the Mackinac Bridge, okay, but it's really the Mackinac Bridge. Um, and then, of course, we were going, here, we here were two, you know, two young brats, basically, Vicky and I, um, just sort of, you know, going up to the middle of nowhere to plant a church and to build a community um, from urban America to survive the wilderness of the UP. Now that's, there we go. That's a picture of the UP, Upper Peninsula, and the fall colors. It looks so romantic and so beautiful and so pretty, pretty. And so um, the bottom line is, (laughs) it was a lot of work, (laughs) just so you know. Uh, It was a lot of work. And uh, it was a ton of work. We were, in essence, moving up there to live off the land because it's really the wilderness. We are 45 miles from Iron Mountain in the middle of nowhere, okay, planting this church. And so we worked the ground. We actually, it was just like we were back in, you know, a primitive days working and doing things, not like anything we have today. And um, we, used to, we used to have to, you know, heat by uh, wood exclusively, both in our, our church building and the parsonage. And we would have to go out into the woods and check this out. We'd have to cut um, the trees down that were standing. We have to fell the trees, okay? We actually went through 80 cord of wood, full cord, every year. I don't, for those of you that know wood and how much that is, I'll, I'll share it in a minute, but you know that's a lot of wood, okay? So we go out into the woods and we would cut. Um, each tree down, we'd fell the trees and then we would cut them up into eight foot sticks, okay, eight foot pieces. And then we'd go in and skid steer them out and put them on a semi-truck. And then this is kind of what it looked like, uh, the next one, when we got, you know, all of it back to the yard where we were going to actually cut it up into, you know, pieces small enough to go into the fireboxes, okay? So, so here we are planting this church, working like fools, uh, going through all the different, um, you know, we planted a garden, and uh, what this it was 75 feet wide by 125 feet long. Go ahead and show that. Um, it was not a small garden like you'd have out in your backyard. Um, that's not our actual garden, just so you know. Okay, because um, we didn't have we didn't have cameras back then. It was so long ago. <laughs> And then we would have our own, like our pig and, and cow raised by a friend around the corner or down the road. And, uh, and then, I, um, you know, we lived off venison. I'd shoot two or three, sometimes four deer a year, and then we'd fish like crazy. Vicky and I both would fill our freezer up fishing. And, I mean, we just, you know, picked wild blueberry raspberries and strawberries, and we just had, we had a great time, but it was a lot of work. Um, I even made my own maple syrup. You know, when I was a kid, I used to do it like this. Um, that's not me, just so you know, okay? Um, but make my own maple syrup. We'd go out and tap the tree and then put a, put a gallon jug, a milk jug, over the tap, collect the sap, and then we'd go back to my house and we would actually, um, you know, cook down the sap uh, with just, a, just wood in a sugar shack. And, you know, it takes 40 gallons of sap to make one gallon of syrup, so 40 to 1, which is amazing. Um, We'd make syrup and and give it as gifts and and live off of it. And it was just an amazing lifestyle. So why did I tell you that story? Because first of all, there's nothing like obedience to God, getting dirty, and working hard. How many of you would agree with that? Second, there's nothing like a good story. (laughs) Right? There's nothing like a good story. Just to hear some of the the background and the details of someone's life and how we, Vicki and I started out, that was our first church plant. And uh, what we did to, to accomplish it, move from, you know, the, the big city to the middle of nowhere. And so um, stories, stories are, are, are a universal language. Did you know that? I mean, when you tell a story, it, it you know, it touches the, the young and the old, the rich and the poor, the educated and the uneducated. And I think that's why God chose to put what he wanted to communicate in a in a story. And I have a dream as your pastor that you and I would be able to tell two stories at any given time no la- no more than 5 minutes long. Why do I say 5 minutes? That's not a magic rule. It just because people won't give you more than about 5 minutes nowadays. Time's time's important. Time's a you know, a commodity that people don't Feel like they have a lot of. And, and if they're going to give you a few minutes, they're going to give you about five, and that's all to hear your story, okay? So I want, I want, to, I want to teach you and, and, and help each one of us be able to tell two stories at the drop of a hat, be instant in season, okay? As we get ready to walk through the story, um, I want this to become a part of our goal throughout this time together, okay? That we had ha- learn how to tell two stories. What two stories? First of all, His story, from creation to eternity, that you would be able to tell His story, God's story, from from the beginning of time to the end of eternity, okay, in five minutes or less. And second, that you would be able to give your story, that you'd be able to tell your story, your redemptive story on how God redeemed you from the pit. And how God saved you and filled you with the love of Christ transformed your life in five minutes or less. Why? Like I said, it's about all people will give you these days. So that's why we want to get it down. So I want you to learn how to do that. Now, everyone in here probably has a smartphone. If you have a smartphone, um, I want you to go on it right now. You'll probably never hear me say that again. (laughs) Everybody pull their phones out and go to your app store And I want you to download an app that's going to help us in the story. You'll be able to use this throughout. It's called Share the Story, okay? Share the Story. And just download that real quick because we're going to walk through it in the few minutes we have left because this is going to actually help you learn how to tell his story. This is going to give you the basics and we'll see this in our timeline as we start to look at the scriptures from beginning to end. We'll see these different movements from, from the, the heavenlies. We'll see how God started in the very beginning and how over time he moved in different sections. And it's five basic sections, okay, that we'll look at. Five basic movements, if you will, okay? Where the Holy Spirit, you know, hovered upon the earth and brought us into five different sections, and you can learn these five different things and explain His story in five minutes or less, okay? So here we go. Everyone got it? Share the story, okay? You got it? Let me see the hands of those of you who are still working on it. Let me see your hands, okay? Continue, continue on. So when you get that, first thing that comes up is... Um, these five different movements, okay? There you go, five different movements. You'll see a a tree that doesn't have anything in it, a menorah, a cross, fish, and then a tree full, okay? All right, so those are the five different movements of the story, all right? Then if you go into movement number one, just tap in that, and you'll see that the first thing that happened in in the earth was, you can read it with me right there, it's right there, it's the story of the garden, okay? So your blanks on your, your notes, that's the missing word there. It's the story of the garden. This is where it started. In the upper story, God creates the lower story. So here God is in the beginning. What? God created the heavens and the earth, right? So God is in the upper story. In the beginning, God creates the lower story. And His vision is to come down and be with us in a beautiful garden. And the first two people reject God's vision and are escorted from paradise. They had to be because there was still the tree of life in there, and if they had eaten the tree of life in their sin condition, they would have lived in sin the rest of their life throughout eternity. So God had to get them out of the, the, the garden, so they didn't do that. So he, they were banished from the garden, um, escorted from paradise. Their decision introduces sin into the human race and keeps us from a, a community with God. At this moment, God gives a promise and launches, and I want you to see this, launches the plan to get what? Back. To get us back. I mean, this has been going on for thousands of years to get you back. Wow. So, so to get us back, and the rest of the Bible is God's story of how he kept the promise, that promise, and made it possible for us to enter a loving relationship with him. Wow. It's just the first movement. That's the beginning. That's the beginning of time. That's Genesis 1.1, okay? Now, if you take that little, like, volume thing on the very bottom, that that slide, if you will, and move it to the right, it takes those words away, okay? Did everyone see that? Take your little, it won't happen up here, okay? Uh, You have to do it on your app. So if you move it to the right, it takes a bunch of words away until there's hardly any words. So this will help you memorize that. So as you're looking at it, You have the whole text, and if you want to learn it and just learn a few words that are missing and keep going over to the point where you can actually recite that or or memorize that. Memorization is a lost art, just so you know. Really encourage you to memorize scriptures and memorize stories, okay? Um, But if you do that, you can actually learn to memorize this, this whole first section, this first movement of God's story, okay? If you want to hear it, you can tap the the uh, little icon up there, the speaker, and it'll read it to you, okay? You'll have Max Lucato read it to you, all right? Now, let's go on to Movement 2. Movement 2 is represented by a crown. Um, I'm sorry, a menorah, and it's the story of Israel, okay? So you have the story of Israel there. And, and you can do the same thing with that memorization tool on the bottom or the speaker on the top. And it goes on to talk about that God builds a brand new nation called Israel. And through this nation, He will reveal His presence, power, and plan to get us back. Every story of Israel will point, to, will point to the first coming of Jesus, the one who will provide the way back to God, okay? So that's the second movement. The third movement is the story of Jesus, and that's the cross, okay? And then we have um, Jesus left the upper story to come down to our lower story to be with us, and to provide the way for us to be made right with God through faith in Christ, Christ's work on the cross. We can now overturn Adam's choice and have a personal relationship with God. Hallelujah. (laughs) And then we have movement four, it's the story of the church, okay? You have the little fish icon there. Everyone who comes into right relationship with God through faith in Christ belongs to the new community of God, is building building a, a building called... The community of God, the, the church. The church is commissioned to be the presence of God, a presence of Christ in the lower story, telling His story by the way we live, the words we speak. Every story of the church points back to the second coming to, of Christ when He will return to restore God's original vision. And the last one is the a story of a new garden, and this is when Jesus returns for the second time for His church, okay? So this is a nice little tool, just so you know. We're preparing ourselves to go through the story. I want to encourage you to have that and to go through it. Um, we'll be using those icons on our timeline, those, those five different movements, to show us where we are in history during the story. Now, can I tell you, I'm pretty excited about what we're about to do. I'm pretty excited about people learning things about the Scriptures and uh, really understanding what God, God's heartbeat is for their lives. And so, I just really want to encourage you to take this serious and get all the information that you can um, to learn these stories and learn, you know, what God wants for us. Now, there's two stories I told you of, right? There's God's story, His story. It's the first one I want you to learn how to tell, and we'll be talking about that uh, throughout our time together. Next week, I want to teach you how to, how to share your story, Okay. Um, I want to show you how to share your story, your testimony in five minutes or less. I'm going to actually give my story next week of how God saved me and rescued me from myself from the pit to the pulpit, okay? And I'm going to do it in five minutes or less, showing you how to do it. Why? Because you need to know that. You need to be able to share that with people. And second, here's the other thing, is we would like during the story, every single week if possible to have someone up here giving their story during 31 weeks, sharing their testimony about how God rescued them, their redemptive story on how God actually touched their lives and changed them. And uh, so that's going to be a fun part. I'd love you to start praying about that and thinking about that because next week we're going to actually have a clipboard that we're going to pass around and ask you to sign up. And when you sign up, you'll be assigned to a, a, a mentor, and to make sure that everything you do is presentable for that Sunday that you actually get up and share your story, then we're going to just ask you to get up and read it. You don't have to get up here and wing it. Just get up here and read your story, and uh, we want to hear what God has done in your life. How many of you have had God do something really amazing, just saving you? Come on, let me see your hands. He saved you and transformed you. Yeah. Well, we want to hear those stories. This is going to be a rich time of hearing from the people of this church. Let's stand together in closing. So you have the story card commitments. You have the invite card for um, inviting people two weeks from today. And uh, let's go out there and invite some people. If you want to know more about Life Lessons, check us out online at MetroBelievers.com or write to us at Metro Church. PO Box 45702, Madison, Wisconsin 53744.